hello, and once again, welcome to the Super Rainwave Podcast. My name, as always, is Nat. And this is Tom Helmuth, and as usual, we bring you video game music, both remixes and originals, uh, related to a theme. Um, if you want to check us out, we will be getting a website hopefully pretty soon, uh, but for now you can check us out on the Rainwave forums. Go to rainwave.cc and click forums. Um, and you can also, if you uh, want to get in contact with us, you can email us at podcast at rainwave.cc. Please do. Please do. <laughs> I think we've had two people post anything so far. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. I, it'd be nice to get some emails, so definitely feel free to send them our way, even if you don't have much to say besides that you've uh, listened to the podcast. Well, with that in mind, let's get to the podcast. This week, we're doing jazz music. Um, we're keeping this one pretty wide open. It's a really broad genre. So, you know, we got all kinds lined up for you. It's gonna be a pretty varied show, I think. Yeah, I, I, for the most part, stuck mostly with sort of big band swing type jazz, but I have a few um, more Latin feel songs and a few other type things. Um, but a few, like, smaller jazz combo feeling songs as well. So I, th- I think it'll be a good mix. Yeah. Well, let's get straight into it. Uh, starting off, I've got one for you from the game Moonlit Shadow. This was uh, also released as 10,000 Bullets in Europe, but it never hit the US. Um, sort of an action game. I've never played it, obviously. Um, we'll talk more about the song later, but this is the Moonlit Shadow opening theme. Once again, that was the opening theme from the game Moonlit Shadow, also known as 10,000 Bullets. Um, that track, composed by the great Yasunori Mitsuda, uh, soundtrack also featured heavily um, Miki Higashino of, uh, of Suikoden fame, among others. Uh, this song, this is totally like a Yoko Kano cowboy bebop kind of thing, and I love that. It is. Yeah. It has so much energy, I mean, the attack on these horns is, is just wild. Sure, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a really upbeat song. Um, 
and definitely keeps the energy going. And I love the whole thing, the entire soundtrack was performed live, which is kind of unusual. Um, so it has this feel that you just don't get that often. I mean, this kind of music is already kind of uncommon, but hearing all of these horns and that upright bass live just really adds a cool element to it. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's, it definitely uh, has a great feel to it. Alright, um, so let's go into my first track. Um, you picked sort of a short track, and I'm going to be playing my longest track up first. Uh, this is going to be a remix from OC Remix of a the song. Uh, the song is going to be Big Band Battlefield, which is a remix uh, from Super Mario 64, um, mostly of the uh, Super Mario 64 main theme, but also with uh, featuring the underground um, BGM from the original Super Mario Brothers. Um, so this track is uh, performed by the University of Toronto 10 O'Clock Big Band, um, but uh, mostly features uh, performances and I think was arranged by a smaller uh, jazz combo known as the Runaway Five. Uh, so here is Big Band Battlefield. <laughs>
and welcome back to the Super Rainwave podcast. That was Big Band Battlefield uh, from by the University of Toronto, 10 o'clock Big Band, featuring The Runaway 5. Um, and that's a remix of the Super Mario uh, 64 main theme and the underground BGM from Super Mario Brothers. I've always been a big fan of the uh, Super Mario 64 theme, and I just really like this this take on it. Um, I, I think, I, I, as you'll find out, because of what the songs I've picked, I'm a big saxophone fan, partly because I played saxophone for a long time in high school. Um, but the the Barry sax in this song is is just awesome. Um, it's it's big and deep and and knows how to to take center stage when it needs to. And um, so that that really makes this song for me. Yeah, that sax solo was great. I mean, it's it's a big band song, so it it's sort of consistent. I guess is how I'd put it. it just sort of goes on and on, which is a good thing here. Right. But aside from yeah. sax, nothing stands out too much to me. It's just really solid. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a solid track. The um the drum solo is somewhat nice. It goes on a little longer than my tastes would uh suggest, but but it's still pretty nice and the the very sax solo just totally makes a song. The one thing I think this is kind of inherent with some of these big band arranges, but it sort of gets away from the source material about two minutes in. Sure. And I sort of found myself hoping it'd come back sooner. Right. But I yeah. think that's just me. Yeah, it does sort of get away from the source and then doesn't get back to it till like the last minute or so. It's still a fun track though. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Got something a little bit more mellowed out for us next. Uh, we played a lot of Joshua Morris in the last several shows, but he just kind of fits with all these themes lately. Right. Uh, this one, he did this record called The Robot Museum, a short OC Remix release, where he picked a song from each of the main series Mega Man games, 1 through 8, and Mega Man and Bass for some reason. Mm-hmm. And just did sort of these weird jazzy arrangements of them. Um... I don't really understand the concept that well, because I, I guess it was inspired by Mega Man 7, which I haven't played yet, hmm. but uh, has some nice arrangements on it. This one is Thunderbeam. This is from Mega Man 1, Elecman stage. <laughs>
welcome back. Um, you just heard Thunder Thunderbeam, that was Electman's stage from Mega Man 1, originally composed by uh, Manami Mitsume, arranged by Joshua Morse. I picked this one because I wanted something to contrast the big band and the other uh, more eclectic stuff we have. And it's so down-to-earth, it's just like a sort of Latin, not quite bossa nova, but close. Right. And I thought it was so cool to hear something like that that's so out of character for a video game arrangement. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's uh, has a, just a nice Latin feel that's very calm and feel like you're on a, a Caribbean island, like like in the sunshine or something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just really tasteful. You know, the percussion and everything totally fits with what you'd expect to hear in a hotel or something. Oh yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, the, um, I was impressed because uh, it's, it's somewhat got the Joshua Moore sound with the, um, the synths and maybe even a little organ in there. Um, but then at the same time, it's more laid back than I'm used to his sounds, uh, his songs sounding. Yeah, I was back and forth because I wanted one of his songs because he does so many jazzy songs, but a lot of them just they felt sort of similar to what we've been playing. Right, right. Yeah, no, I'm impressed. That's good. Um, in fact, so it just ha so happens that my next song also has sort of a laid-back uh, Latin vibe to it. Um, I'm going to be playing another OC remix. Uh, this time it's by a remixer, Leandro Abreu. Um, and this is a remix from the game Super Spike V-Ball, which is a NES game from 1990. Uh, this game was composed by Kazunaka Yama Yamane. Um, and this soundtrack, even though it's not a very well-known game, the soundtrack is actually quite good. Uh, there's a lot of uh, songs on the soundtrack that I really like. Um, this is going to be a remix of the uh, Brazil stage and this song is Copacabana Beach.
Welcome back to the Super Rainwave podcast. That last song was Copacabana Beach by Leandro Abreu. It's a remix of the uh, game, or the, sorry, the song Brazilian Squad Match from Super Spike V-Ball, originally composed by Kazunaka Yamane. Um, it's another just sort of laid back, uh, Latin-y track. Um, definitely different from the Joshua Morse one you played, but still um, has that very mellow sound to it. Yeah. You know, you keep thinking, like with those open hi-hat splashes, that it's going to go somewhere in the next bar, and then it never does. Right. It just builds this tension and then sort of hangs out. Yeah, yeah. And the original, this this particular song, um, has, is a very slow building song itself, like those, those first four bars you get, um, and that, and that, that's repeated in the bass throughout the song, the, Da, 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 da. That that is totally in the original and sort of builds into the chip tune as it goes. Um, so I think he does a good job of taking a song that was didn't have a ton to it in the original, but definitely had that sort of Latin vibe to it and turning it into a a nice uh, remix with a lot of I think there's a lot of uh, live instrumentation in here. Oh yeah, definitely. You can hear especially in the later parts, like from this point on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, next up, I've got one. This is a band we featured once before, uh, the One Ups. I knew Always I had... a good choice. Yeah, I know I had to pick something of theirs, because they are so good at the kind of... It's jazz, but it's sort of... It's a little different. Right. Um, so I went this time to their Super Mario Kart album. Ah, yes, excellent. Yeah, I love this one. I won in a contest once. Oh, really? <laughs> one of the few times I've won things. Uh-huh. Um, this album, if you're not familiar, uh, they rearranged pretty much every song from Super Mario Kart and put the word album on the end of it and sold it. Right, right. But the album's really good. There's a lot of uh, top-notch uh, covers on this album. Yeah, actually, uh, there are two that I preferred over this one, but I didn't think they were quite appropriate. We'll get ah. those another time. Um, this one, though, they did a great job on Vanilla Lake. It's it's still laid back like the last two, but it's it's got sort of that one-ups touch to it. I think you'll dig it.
you just heard Vanilla Lake uh, as a range level 1-ups. Again, that's from Super Mario Kart album, originally composed by Soyo Oka. Um, very, very laid-back, um, sort of mid-tempo, strong stacks hook. I didn't know we were going to play so much of this kind of stuff beforehand or I would have retract listed this better, but I think it still stands out. Yeah, no, I, I, it's a very enjoyable track, um, and the one-ups always uh, are enjoyable to listen to, and there's definitely no exception. Yeah, um, I think everyone knows what to expect from them. Strong tenor sax lead, um, good electric guitar in the uh, second half. Um, I don't, I don't have much to say about these guys, they just do their own thing. Uh, you can buy this on Bandcamp. Uh, yeah. one up at bandcamp.com. Um, that's about it. Great. The um, one thing I uh, it's reminded me of is I should have checked out um, the Pilot Wings albums. I know at least the uh, Super Nintendo Pilot Wings album, uh, who's, which is also composed by Soyoka, has some good jazzy stuff. But I forgot to forgot to look at that. But I've actually never listened to it. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good, um, pretty good Super Nintendo um, uh, soundtrack. Um, and I also forgot to mention back when we played my first song, uh, that was by the Runaway Five. Um, they have a website where they actually have quite a few other video game remixes. Um, if you like the sort of big band sound, um, go to just Google the Runaway Five, and you should be able to find their website. And um, they have five or ten uh, arrangements on there that you can download. Um, so I guess next up I'm going to be moving on to a my one and only chiptune uh, jazz for the day. Um, you usually, often don't think of jazz when you think of chiptunes, and I know there are some out there, but, um, but it's sort of hard to uh, think of good ones. But then I came across this one, which is uh, recently becoming, well, not one of my favorites, but it's it's definitely up there um, for for old uh, Nintendo soundtracks for me. Um, but but it's by a game that I've never heard of. It's a game that was only released in Japan, uh, and it's Tante Jinguo. No, man, this is gonna be hard to pronounce. Tante Jinguji Saburo Toki no Sugiyuko Mama ni. Um, this game, I guess, is sort of an adventure game. Um, it was published by Data East, and uh, the soundtrack was composed by Shogo Sakai, Saichi Hamada, Takafumi Miura, uh, Yuji Suzuki, uh, Yusuke Takahama, and Z Yamanaka. Wow. Um, yeah, I know a lot of composers, so I don't know who exactly worked on this particular track. Um, or if they all work together. Um, but there's going to be the credits music.
welcome back to the Super Rainwave podcast. That was the credits music from Tante Junuji Saburo, Toki no Sugiyuko uh, Mama Ni. Um, and that was composed by Shogo Sakai, Seichi, Hamada, Takafumi, Miura, Yuji, Suzuki, Yusuke, Takahama, and Z Yamanaka. Um, that chiptune has a lot of nice effects that you aren't too common um, that you hear in, for Famicom and uh, Nintendo games. Um, there's a lot of nice pitch bends in there and um, little runs of notes but that connect things and it's, it's such a laid-back jazzy feel to it that, that you just rarely get on those old chiptunes. Yeah, it's it feels like credits music, but it's, it's a lot more lax about it than some of the more dramatic ones. Right. Uh, a lot of good effects, I agree. Um, it's kind of what I expect from knowing that Shogo Sakai worked on it, because he always has that sort of effect-latent sound in the chiptune era. Hmm, yeah, I actually don't know his work. Do you know what else he, he did? Oh, offhand, uh, Lock and Chase. Uh, sort of a lesser-known Game Boy game. Okay. He went on eventually to do some work on the, uh, I can't remember which ones, some Kirby games. Um, hmm. I believe Kirby's Air Ride. Um, he, ho- he helped arrange for Super Smash Bros. Melee, and then he went on to compose Mother Free soundtrack. Oh, okay. Great. So he, he's done a lot of that sort of stuff. Yeah, he's pretty prolific. What, actually, one other that he did, um, that's a bit older is Bloody Wolf, which is an old uh, TurboGrafx-16 game. Um, that itself also has a really nice staff role theme, so I'm sure I'll be playing that at some point on our podcast. Yeah, he's done a lot of good work. Yeah. Um, I've got something a little bit arguably less jazzy, but I think it fits. Um, there was a great official arrangement album back in the 90s for Rockman X. I guess I should say Mega Man X. Mm-hmm. Um, the official title is apparently translated as Rockman X Elf Lila with Toshi Toshiaki Otsubo. Um, on Rainwave, you'll find it simply as Mega Man X Jazz Arrange. Okay. These were just fantastic arrangements of all the major songs from the first Mega Man X game. Um, a lot of great variety here. My favorite of them has got to be Take Back the Tower. The tower stage was, I believe, Boomer Quanger. And they do just an excellent job, um, sort of a jazz fusion sound, which we don't have much of. Sure. So let's hear it.
Welcome back to the Super Greenwave Podcast. You just heard Take Back the Tower, uh, Tower Stage from Rockman X Jazz Arranged Album. This track was originally composed by uh, Setsuo Yamamoto, Makoto Tomozawa, Yuki Awai, Yuko Takehara, and uh, Toshihiko Horiyama. And it was arranged by the uh, by Toshihaki Otsubo. Um, this is such an 80s jazz fusion song, this is calling back groups like the Rippingtons, or maybe like early Craig Kiko stuff. It's... it is just so... that federal bearing sax and the guitar, I love it. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, that saxophone is just so high energy, it's like... It's like, man, I have to play as loud as I possibly can to be heard, and <laughs> so that's what he's doing. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. I, I don't know if everyone's into this kind of music, but yeah, it's it's definitely not my cup of tea. But at the same time, it's always interesting to hear video game music done in different styles. So I'm not like I'm not gonna complain about hearing about it or anything like that. I was just I have to crack up when the sax comes in, and it's not even trying to fit in. Right, right. The saxophone's just like blaring <laughs> at the top of his lungs. <laughs> a little story. I'll try not to make this too long, but I went to a gig once. It was for a, a charity type event, but they sure. had really good musicians. One of them was a blind saxophone player. Mm. Uh, really pretty good, but between songs, he was supposed to be pulled off stage because obviously he can't just step off easily on his own. Sure. But nobody pulled him off. So he kept playing on the other songs, and he and he didn't know what to do. So he was just kind of there, and it, it didn't make any sense. Reminds me a lot of this. <laughs> right, right. Let's see. Does your next track have saxophone? It does. Uh, of course, I, it does. Yeah, my saxophone heavy. Actually, so my last track obviously didn't, since it was chip tune and the. Uh, Copa Cabana Beach had just had a little bit, but uh, I think my last three all feature saxophones. Um, this next one actually also f- uh, has a prominent berry sax, just like my first song. Um, and it comes from a series that definitely reminds me of the Jazz Age, which is Sam and Max. Um, Sam and Max is a, a point and click adventure series that's been going on since the 90s. Um, where you play as a dog and a bunny rabbit who are both somewhat insane. Uh, and you're so it's a very film noir type setting. So you're like trying to solve cases and uh, it's so it definitely has that feel and the music goes along with that really well. Um, so this is from one of the more recent games in the series, which is Sam and Max The Devil's Playhouse. And this was. Uh, composed by Jared Emerson Johnson. Um, it is a PC game. So I'm going to be playing the song Street A. <laughs> Thank you. 
and welcome back. That song was Street A by Jared Emerson Johnson from the soundtrack for Sam and Max, The Devil's Playhouse, uh, which was, I think, the most recent game released by Telltale Games in the Sam and Max series. Um, is released in 2010. Um, the the Sam and Max series has, as I was saying, this sort of film noir setting, and also, I, for whatever reason, gives me like um, the feel of speakeasies or something like that. And so this this song totally sounds, uh, totally has that sound to me of um, speakeasies in the 20s and uh, sort of underground jazz. Yeah, it has sort of that percussive piano, um, the way it, it comes in on certain hits. Uh, the whole instrumentation is really like 1920s jazz. Right. Maybe it's Faraday's, I hope it was mixed up. Yeah, I, I don't know enough about jazz to really say. <laughs> um, I was a little surprised actually to see you pick this game. I mean, it's, it's a great soundtrack, but I think... I was expecting you to pick the original Sam and Max soundtrack. Yeah, so I was thinking about that. So that's uh, Sam and Max Hit the Road. Um, and actually, I almost picked, I think it's the credits music from that game, yes. um, which is also very good. Um, but I just I just listened to them both and uh, decided that I liked the sound of this one slightly better and decided to go with it. Yeah, it's... It's a fun song. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, kind of an abrupt ending, though. It's a bit I know. I, I don't know why that's cut off at there at the end, but it is what it is. <laughs> Let's see. I actually, reminds me, ended up only picking one uh, soundtrack song this time around. I don't know why that happened. I was hoping to pick more, but it just all the arrangements kind of piled up. Yeah, this might be the first time where I have more soundtracks than uh, than you do. <laughs> it's pretty weird. Yeah. Reminded of that because the next song is, again, an official arrangement. This one, a very popular album, the uh, Yakutan Saiban Jazz album, Yakutan Meets Jazz Soul, um, or as we know it in America, Phoenix Wright. Mm -hmm. This album, one of the most popular arrangement albums out there, I think. It's one of the few that I always see people enjoying. Um, and it's so cool because the music just lends itself perfectly to to this style. Uh, I've got one, I believe it's from uh, Phoenix Wright Free. This is Godot's theme, The Fragrance of Dark Colored Coffee.
are back again. That was the Fragrance of Dark Coffee, uh, arranged for the uh, Phoenix Wright jazz album. Originally, that was composed by Noriyuki Iwadare, and I believe the arrangement was also Iwadare. Uh, it's kind of a long one. It's... I almost didn't add it just because it sort of drags on, but it's so good at what it's doing. Sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, just the... everything about it feels like traditional jazz. Uh, the sax is actually not overbearing like most of the other songs we've had. It's, right. It kind of fits in the mix well with percussion. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a nice uh, small arrangement with, um, I don't know if there's four or five instruments in there, but it's, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's laid back, but I, it's definitely enjoyable to listen to. Pretty much. Alright, great. Um, so next up, I have um, another OC remix. Um, this time, it's going to be uh, from the Ocarina of Time. Um, or, actually, wait a second. Uh, I'm actually not sure. I'll get back to you. I'm not sure if this is primarily from uh, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time or A Link to the Past. Either way, this is going to be uh, the song Waltz for Zora, um, and it's a remix by the group Neskvartetten. I think they are Swedish, if I'm right, um, so that's why they have a hard to pronounce name. Um, but anyway, uh, this is going to be, I think I already said this, but if I didn't, this is Waltz for Zora.
welcome back to the Super Rainwave podcast. Uh, that was Neskvartetten uh, with Waltz for Zora from The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo, uh, originally composed by Koji Kondo. Um, this is a remix of the Overworld World theme, obviously, from uh, Link to the Past. Um, and it does a good job of, of taking a well-known song and, and making it theirs. Um, the this uh, group has actually quite a few, uh, like four or five remixes on OC Remix, um, and all of them have uh, good saxophone and drums, and then the sort of organ sound in them, which is a bit different. We haven't really heard much organ in the pieces we've played so far today. Yeah, that stuck out to me. It was, it almost didn't fit in, but it was a cool use of it. Yeah, yeah, it, it almost like almost gives it a little bit of a funk or a something, I, I, but but then the rest of it's so jazzy that it just really does sound like jazz. Yeah, I think saxophone player, he he's really good at just sort of warping the melody a little bit at a time. Uh, he stays pretty well with it, but then he knows when to go off on these solos. Right, right, yeah. It's He, he keeps it different and keeps the different sections uh, interesting, but also you can definitely hear uh, hear the source material throughout. Yeah, and you said that you've played a bit of sax, so you might know this better than me, but it sounds like he's pretty constantly staying within key, so you can still make out the source material during his solos. Right, right, no, he's definitely staying in the key, and, um, and he's even throwing in some different parts of the melody that are... Uh, very recognizable at times, and then he just goes off and does his noodling thing here or there. Um, but but the melody definitely stays there throughout. Let's see. Uh, my last track is another official arrangement. I I don't know why I pulled so many of those. Hmm. This one I actually found it just last night. I had everything else made up, and then I decided I want to throw something in different when I found this uh, Monster Hunter Swing Big Band Jazz Arrange record. Interesting. Yeah, I'd never heard of this one. It's a couple years old now. Arranged by a guy named Zach Zinger. Hmm. But it's, uh, it's a Soul Pewter publication, also it's official. Um, I don't know what game this song is from specifically. It just credits the entire series on here in VGMDB. Sure. Um, but this is track two, Sparkling Blue Light. Jin Auga.
I love those swing endings like that. Yeah. Um, that was Sparkling Blue Light, uh, Janauga, from the uh, Monster Hunter franchise. I don't know which game that's from. If anyone knows, uh, email us or post on forums. Um, it's arranged by Zack Zinger. It just... I... Go on. I, I, was, I was really impressed by this song. It definitely has a very... Um... <sighs> very jazz vibe that's very realistic um and like that that intro the drum intro definitely is a homage to sing 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 um and so yeah i was, I, I was really happy with this track yeah it it uses a lot of the tropes we hear in swing music like when i was a kid i listened to bands like big bad voodoo daddy sure that's this sounds so much like that swing revival stuff in the 90s Right, right. Um, it's all live instrumentation, it's, uh, it just feels just like a huge strutting swing song. Yeah, With yeah, those it's... drum breaks all the time. It's, uh, I'm glad, uh, glad you played this, because it's definitely different than some of our other, um, big band feel, uh, swing songs that we've had. I'm actually surprised this wasn't already on Rainwave. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised too. All right. Well, I guess that about brings us to the end of our show. Um, thanks for listening. The uh, this has been our jazz slash saxophone focus, um, and we uh, I think next up for our next episode will be uh, I think we decided on a point and click adventure game focus. Um, it'll be a little uh, rough, so we'll be pretty. Um, flexible as what counts as a point-and-click adventure game, but um, I personally, uh, well, I'll talk about it more next episode, but it's a type of game that I've always enjoyed playing, so it's going to be fun to pick out some tracks for that. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that one. Um, I think it might be a little bit more retro than the last couple episodes. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I have uh, some ideas that are both some older games and a few newer games, so it should be a should be a good episode. Um, so, uh, and if you want to contact us, feel free to email us at um, podcast at rainwave.cc. Um, and I think that's about it. Anything else you want to say at the end of the show? Uh, well, what do you got for us? Uh, all right, so sending us out, I'm actually going to be playing our first Pokemon song that we've uh, had on the show. Really? Um, we haven't done one? Yet. I know, I was surprised when I looked back and we hadn't done it yet. Um, but this is going to be a remix from the uh, OC Remix put out a uh, remix album of Pokemon songs. Um, it's called The Missing No Tracks. And so this is going to be a, a short remix from Protodome of the uh, Heart, Heart Thumb City Day uh, song. Um, from Pokemon uh, Diamond, uh, Pearl, and Platinum. And so this game was released for the DS. And so uh, taking us out will be Home is Where the Love Disc Is.